You seek the key, but first you must learn the ways of precision, craft and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system, up to a 313-mile range, and A-Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, their ZDX is the most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Two Robbies podcast, your destination for in-depth discussion and analysis from every Premier League match and the Champions League as well. I'm Robbie Earl, and I've got a very special guest today. I think they call it football royalty when you have a man like Tim Howard on the podcast. Tim, great to have you today. These are the topics we're going to talk about, mate. We'll discuss Everton versus Manchester City and Tottenham versus Fulham being postponed due to COVID-19. Manchester United into second place, thanks to Marcus Rashford's late winner against Wolves. Newcastle versus Liverpool playing out at scoreless draw. Chelsea's slump continuing with a 1-1 draw against Aston Villa. Arsenal picking up back-to-back straight wins in the Premier League. That's what we have for you in today's episode. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Okay, mate, before we get to the, the football, really, we, we've got to start uh, the podcast around the COVID-19. We've had a couple of games postponed over a couple of days now. Everton versus Manchester City a couple of days ago, and then we hear it was around 3 p.m. today that Tottenham Fulham was postponed ahead of, of the kickoff. And listen, the, the, there's a huge rise, a huge spike in, in the COVID cases in, in the UK. Most areas are in you know high tiers now and lockdown. Where do you see this and and football? What's your reaction to to what you've seen, and what do you think is going to play out over the next few weeks for the Premier League? in view of um, the COVID cases. Well, Robbie, thank you for having me on. This is, uh, I know that to join the two Robbies. So mm-hmm. uh, the fact that I'm, I'm, I was an invited guest. Um, I appreciate <laughs> you as always. Yeah. Numbers are, are frightening, you know, quite frankly. This is a concern. This has been a concern mm. uh, from day one, right? This is what everyone fears. You know, the, the postponement of games, sure. If there are... Yeah. One or two cases within a team, okay, we don't like that. We can isolate those players and everyone yeah. gets along with it and then those players come back better for it. 
But when you start having this rise in cases throughout training grounds, throughout a squad um, mm. and, you know, first team staff, and it leads to cancellation of games, uh, this is where real concern kicks in. This is mm. this is where everybody, you, me, and everybody involved in the Premier League yeah. is look around the corner going, oh, this is not what we wanted. And so yeah. it's concerning. And I think what ends up happening, health and safety, first and foremost, you can never yeah. have a conversation without that. Mm. Um Quite frankly, secondarily, you immediately look to fixture buildup. You know, I think of Tottenham. Yeah. I think of, you know, Man City being in European competitions. Like at a yeah. certain stage, there are no days to put games. <clears throat> there yeah. are. You know, if, if Tottenham continue to go well in Europa League and Man City continue to go well in Champions League, where, where are you going to put a game? Can't do it on a Monday, Tuesday. Can't do it on a Friday. There's just nowhere to go. And so yeah. that becomes a major concern. We know this season has, has a hard stop on it. Um you know, I'm thinking, Tim, and, and I wonder just to get your, your view on that, because there was a couple of things that, that, that happened after the, the, um, the game was, was postponed. Premier League came out, and I thought the timing of, of, of the statement was interesting. They came out and said there were no discussions taking place with the Premier League about shutting the league down. There was some rumours that maybe there was going to be a shutdown, like a cut-off period, you know, a circuit breaker. Let's, let's try and get on top of it. Premier League were very strong in, in, in their wording and terminology to say that's not going to happen, which I thought was interesting. Just a thing for me, Tim, and, and I, I'd love to get your view on it because obviously you played in the Premier League and know what the, the competition means. The FA Cup. Mm-hmm. Isn't it a year to go, you know what, there's no FA Cup this year. But I know that some of the, the smaller clubs w- would lose some revenues, but there's not going to be many fans in there. Surely we can find a way to, to balance that out financially and give ourselves five or six weekend windows when if games need re- rearranging, games need fitting in, and we almost give ourselves a little bit of breathing room. I, ju- I just feel at the moment, as you say, you know, if two or three more games gets postponed, and, and where are we going to jam them in? And at the moment, we're playing midweek weekend, midweek weekend. I just don't know where it's going to go. I mean, are you okay with losing the, the FA Cup uh, uh, over one year? And it's a competition. Listen, you, you, you've been there. You've been close to winning the thing, as, as I have into some fans and, and that. I know what it means to the, to the country. I know what it means to football. But I think these are special circumstances. It's, Robbie, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's not even a discussion this year. This year, yeah. we strip everything down. Nothing seems normal. Let's get mm. the competition of the league done. I've won the FA Cup. I've lost in finals. Once with Man United, once with Everton. It is yeah. what the pageantry of it that people in England speak about. It's it's that and times a hundred. It's beautiful. It's brilliant. The magic of the FA Cup is brilliant. Yeah, this just isn't a year. There's a lot of brilliant things that we couldn't yeah. do this year. That's one mm. of them. And we do, as you said, give give ourselves peace of mind that there are open fixture dates as the, yeah. as the season goes on, and also it just it stops traveling. It stops congregating. It just gives us yeah. another opportunity to strip this thing down. And look, as much as I enjoy the FA Cup as a player, yeah, you can accept it. We've had to accept so many things that aren't normal. Mm. This year. So we accept yeah. that. Look, going back to the rise in cases, what really needs to happen, and again, who, I'm happy that the that the Premier League wasn't even close to shutting the league down. We, none of yeah. us want to again. Yeah. It needs to happen. The Premier League, the Players Association, the individual teams, everybody mm. needs a reboot. The holidays happen, family yeah. came over, people maybe got a little bit lulled into this, like, yeah, blase, yeah, yeah. Games are going to get canceled, everything's fine. Okay, yeah. strip it back down. 
maybe we don't maybe the only place you go is the training ground home and tesco's okay yeah. i i know it's difficult when you have young children in school but i think the players need a reboot i think so create a, almost like a bubble per team yes and, and give them the the, the 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 spot that way i mean that's what we saw in, i think we've seen it in this country and nhl did something similar and the, the nba have done something similar I mean, that, that should worry that we, we have to shut things down. We have to control people. Mm. A couple of other things. I mean, obviously, in terms of the FA Cup, there would be an issue about TV monies being paid oh. back. But you know what, Tim? I think all those things are secondary to, yes. to what you've said. People's health, people's mm. livelihoods are more important than points or FA Cups at this time. There was over 50,000 new cases of COVID in the UK yesterday. Mm. 50, over 50,000. I mean, that's a huge number of people who are becoming vulnerable. The other thing that, that's interesting for me, Tim, and before we move on to, to talk a little bit more about the football, is I was kind of interested with the way that the day played out. With the, We heard that the Fulham, there was a number of Fulham players who, who were maybe um, testing positive. They were doing a, a, a test this morning. At first, we were told it was almost felt like the game was going to be on this morning. There was no news that it was going to be postponed. And then we start getting to the afternoon hours, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I think Jose Mourinho went out on Instagram at 2 o'clock. He thought the game was on. At 3 o'clock, the game was postponed by the Premier League. And we basically were waiting on COVID test results to whether a game was being played. Now, to me, there's a couple of things wrong here. Mm. One, how can I mentally start preparing for a game with... Whether I've taken a COVID test or you've taken a COVID test, and I'm waiting on you, and I don't know if you're going to be fit or going to be playing. And, and the second thing is, should we be waiting two or three hours before kickoff before we make a decision on this? It just feels as though we've got to make big, strong decisions for the benefit of people's health. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and look, I think when you start talking about the decision maker, who, who makes the final decision? That's a that's yeah. a difficult. That's a mm. difficult position to be in. They're tasked with a, a Herculean task that is almost impossible. And so yeah. I do, as much as you and I sit here, and I, and I tend to agree with you that, it, look, it, it's not ideal mentally for teams to travel and to prepare and, and to not know an hour before kickoff. But at the same time, the people making the final ultimate decision yeah. need to have every single ounce of evidence and facts Correct. and results Correct. in front of them. And during that time, there's – if the longer you wait and you are silent, which is the right thing to do, the rumor mill is going to get going. People are going to start yeah. talking, and, and, and you're going yeah. to hear. You know, I love Jose, yeah. but maybe he's not the authority. Yeah, so yeah. That, you know. that Instagram account just got a few more <laughs> numbers. He knows what he's doing, that boy, doesn't he? Yeah. So you know, it's it's a difficult task to, that, yeah. that they are they have been asked to do, but mm. yeah, ultimately they have to get it right. And if that means waiting to late on and making a few people yeah. mentally uncomfortable. Yeah, that's again. We keep going back to this is the world we live in. It's going to be interesting to see how the next few weeks start to pan yeah. out, and we, we don't know like what's the cutoff number. There's some saying that if 14 fit, then you're allowed to play. If not, I mean, I think the Premier League might have to come out and, and maybe be a little bit more vocal in terms of, of what's going to happen. But fingers crossed, listen, that we can control the rise, that we don't have to call too many games off, and we haven't got to talk about shutting the league down because that helps nobody. But Let's get to the football, mate, because that's what we, we wanted to do. And I, and I wanted to start with Manchester United, really, because um, they got themselves a 1-0 win against mm. Wolves at home. Mm. And I want to get your take on, on, on the win on Oli and Manchester United being part of the conversation. 
I feel like being on the, the Two Robbies podcast. I, <laughs> I need a musto exhale here because let, let me start back to front. If, if Manchester United are champions on the last mm-hmm. season or finish mm-hmm. second, mm-hmm. I, I will look at this team and think, of all, what does a title-winning team look like? You and I think yeah, Carl, yeah. it's Liverpool last year, Liverpool yeah. year before, even though they didn't make it. Yeah. Manchester City. City, yeah. saw of teams. Yeah. If this team wins a title this year, this is not what we have become accustomed to about what does what is this team oh. – what is a Manchester yeah. team? What is a title-winning mm. team? Luke Shaw? Eh, no. They brought in Tellers to replace him. He's good mm-hmm. Forward, Maguire check, De Gea check, Basaka. He's, he's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think I look at Lindelof. I look at Bai. Most Man United fans would say like, like, get them out the door and get someone else in. Uh, Nemanja Matic, decent veteran performer. Mm-hmm. He's not a not someone you you would think is going to win you a title. Um, yeah. Pogba can't figure out him out. He's been playing good recently for sure. Rashford. Absolutely. Yeah. Today, if they win the title, Bruno Fernandez is out and out the Premier League Player of the Year because he mm. is he is carrying this team. But overall, this is not a team who's brushing other teams aside. They they get a deflection to win the game. Hats off to them. The game needed to be won. Yeah. A deflection yeah. at the death to beat a Wolves team, which were basically teenagers, <laughs> almost teenagers. You know, they had so many young players. Um, I, I I'm. Man, okay, this, uh, this, Man United, this Man United team reminds me of yeah. what the season is. Of what the season is. Okay, that's a great representation, and, and, and it's a good analogy to, to, to start with. So I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I'm going to throw challenge down. Mm-hmm. 2013, Alex Ferguson's last team in charge of Manchester United was not stellar, top-end Manchester United. The manager did a brilliant job of dragging that team over the line after having seen City won it. So... We have to say kudos to the manager. Yeah. Leicester City. We had Mares outstanding, and Golo Kante was the best at what he did in the business, and they had Jamie Vardy who went over the top. Tell me, Danny Simpson, Christian mm-hmm. Fuchs, Wes uh, Morgan, Robert Huth, Danny Drinkwater, Mark Albright. Mm-hmm. Is that, is, is, is that a, a championship look? This Manchester United have got more quality than, than across the team than, than Leicester City. Should we not be giving Oli a little mo- bit more credit? I, I kind of feel, Tim, and, and you'll know more about this than, than, than me, that Manchester United, because of who they are, because of what they are, mm. get more criticism than pro- the public. I said on the show today, probably Newcastle and Arsenal, the only two teams who get more criticism mm. than Manchester United. Manchester United is second in the table. Three points behind Manchester United with a game in hand. And if Manchester, if Liverpool or Man City win sometimes like Man United win, we, we kind of go, that's what champions do. Don't play well and win a game. For some reason, we are a little bit loath to give that kind of opinion to Ollie. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Now, I get it because at times this, this style of play and it's more about individuals doing something than team. Mm. But they are 30 points three behind Liverpool with a game in hand. Hmm. Bit so, of credit. You, you've not said a lot wrong there. In fact, I'm not sure you said anything wrong there. Hmm. <clears throat> Leicester, we would agree that the reason you said wasn't a great team, agree with yeah. you. But that's why it made that 
title so incredibly special to everybody in the world because yeah. they thought they could win. So that's that. Okay. The Sir Alex Ferguson, Man United team, you rightfully said, had Sir Alex Ferguson to drag yeah. them over the line. They were mm. already a well-oiled machine. Just yeah. 20 years in the making, this Man United, this is how you play. Mm. They didn't have. They also didn't have slouches on the team. What I what I would agree with you is that Ollie doesn't get enough credit other than the fact that the reason everyone is so down on this Man United team is yeah. the way that they started the season, they looked really paltry. They couldn't, mm. they couldn't win a game at home. They would win. They would lose. They'd go crashing out of, of Europe. So they've, they've written the narrative that we are reading. It's not like we're making this up. Mm-hmm. Now, very yeah. recently, they've come good. They've come good, good. You know, and so yeah, yeah. that's where you have to give them the utmost credit. And, yes, of course, now Ali, who took, you know, he, he took some, you know, there was some bad days for him. So, absolutely, yeah. He, yeah, you know, yeah. he should feel entitled to say, hey, give me some back now. And, and absolutely, mm-hmm. credit, to, credit to the manager for getting Pogba on side, getting these guys to believe that they can win late on like the old man United did. So, mm-hmm. I, I do see that. But, again, I just look at I look at Man City being a far more talented team, Liverpool being a far more talented team, and yet here are Man- here are Manchester United. So that's why this season seems a bit crazy. So so are we sort of both of the opinion now? They we're sort of saying that they're part of the conversation, but not really. Has their voice got louder with, yeah. with what's happening, with what we're seeing with other teams, with what we're seeing with with draws against mm-hmm. wins, and it's not. I, I believe uh, our researcher came out, Joe, and told us today. Nobody can win the league with 100 points this year. I mean, that's gone already. That's going to show that 80-something points is going to win the league this year, isn't it? Yeah. Well, listen, as I, as I say all the time, they, they barely beat Wolves. But the game was there and it needed to be won, right? Mm. Think about the league. The league has to be won. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Are they making noise? Yeah, they're making noise. Are they a part of the conversation now? Yes. The fact that I don't think that they look like a title-winning team – really doesn't matter because the league still needs to be won and it's going to be one mm. lower points total. And it may be won by a team that doesn't actually look like a title-winning team. That's very possible in 2021. I, I did my notes because I knew Tim, Tim Howard would be right on his toes having had a couple of days off. So I wanted to just chuck this one at you then as well. <laughs> Let's say they've, they've, we, we've got to 15 games for Manchester United. They're second in the table, 30 points, three behind Liverpool. And they start to play well, mm. by the way. They do kick in the second half of the season. And we see a little bit of familiarity. And we see the best of Pogba and Bruno Fernandes. And Cavani comes in. And Martial starts banging the goals. And Grima's goals. And all of a sudden, could they not? Could they be a one who could kick on? Because we, we both admitted they kind of got here a little bit, you know, win, draw, lose, and not being consistent, and not great football. But they're here. Could, could the second half of the season be their second half of the season? Or why could it not be their second half of the season? No, I don't think it's. I don't think it's not theirs. I, I, I mm. here's here's the interesting part about. I'm going to bring it back to Ollie Gunnar. Yeah. What if? Now we 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 kind of criticized. No, I certainly have. But there have been there have been circles who have criticized. Like, this team this team needed to be just to be punished by the manager for him to come out and say that's not good enough, right? Yeah, yeah. And he never did, right? We we talked about mm. it. we every yeah. Season. yeah. On this season, and he's said the right things, and the mm. man right away, and we're handling it. And I've certainly been critical. And I just yeah. think now, what if, what if that pays dividends now? What if that team, yeah, is, is yeah, yeah. we mm. weren't good enough, 
that manager stuck by it internally and publicly. And now we're more together than ever. And we're going to repay him with our performances. Yeah. Could that be good management? Be great, be great management, and it could be the yeah. catalyst that kicks them on in the second half. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's no doubt that they're, they're certainly part of the race, and um, huge game coming up. I think it's a couple of weeks, isn't it? Uh, Liverpool, Manchester United yeah. in the league. So that, that's going to be a great one to watch. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Let's move it on to, to Liverpool because they got a nil-nil draw with Newcastle. And in some way, I was thinking they got they got less because they'll get less criticism for a nil-nil draw with, with Newcastle than Manchester United got for one-nil with, with Wolves. And maybe it's the state of Man United and the size of the clubs and, and what they've won in the past. But any concerns about Liverpool? I mean, we saw a one-one draw with Sam Allardyce's West Bromwich Albion. Scored the first goal in that game, got pegged back, couldn't find a winner. Today had lost seventy three percent possession both halves of the of the pitch, but didn't turn that possession into goals. Although they did have chances, you have to say Caldolo was outstanding. The back three, Fernando Shaw and Clark, I thought were excellent. His three centre backs putting the body on the line and doing all you need to do. But if you're Liverpool with Mane, Salah, and Firmino, twenty four Premier League goals between them, as much skill, pace, and ability as you'd want, and you create as many chances as them, do you have to? Are you not a little bit disappointed? I'm taking all three. Well, I think they should be disappointed, uh, particularly drawing against those two teams, right? That's everyone, mm-hmm. everyone in world football had those pegged as, as a complete six yeah. points. But here's why I don't worry about Liverpool, and this is why they're still, for me, are champs and yeah. favorites, because, because the names you just said, we talked about all the injuries, and yet yeah. they line up each and every week, and you'd say that's the best team in the Premier League. Those are the best yeah. individual players. The best yeah. man is the best manager, and so, mm-hmm. and so that hasn't changed. And the only thing that's going to happen over the course of the next few months is those is those players are are going to get fitter and healthier, and yeah. the already talented squad is going to get bolstered by the return of those of those players. Yeah. More importantly, of any team in the in the Premier, and I know we talk about Jose Mourinho has a, a very distinct yeah. style. Absolutely. Liverpool have a style unto themselves and that pressing, repress, in-your-face yeah. style, unselfish running, high-intensity running, higher than any other, any other club. Yeah. That doesn't change week to week. So mm-hmm. how they're going to win football games is already known. 
It's not, hey, yeah. we hope somebody pops up out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very distinct. And when you have that type of plan, those Liverpool, I can say those Liverpool players sleep 10 hours a night. They rest very easily yeah. knowing mm-hmm. that when we lace our boots up and we step across that yeah. line, we know yeah. how we're match. I've played in teams that were good teams. But yeah. basically, hey, let's roll our sleeves up and I hope someone creates some magic today. That yeah. is harder mentally than when you go into a game and the manager says, right, lads, this is how we're going to play. Everybody knows yeah. the role. And that's what Liverpool are. And that's why they absolutely have the biggest distinct advantage in terms of being champions this year. It's interesting you say that as well, because I don't know if you saw the um, press conference with Jurgen Klopp after the game. He sounded reasonably satisfied, saying that we did all the things we're supposed to do. We defended well. We won enough knockdowns. We created enough chances. We didn't take them. And he said, sometimes you have to accept it's a draw. And, and it was a day today where he almost felt... And I actually thought, I, I said to, on air to Danny, that's great, great management, by the way, today, mm-hmm. because he was disappointed in the West Brom one, and you could see why. And I think he was frustrated with another injury and all those things. But today he kept his calm and he praised his players. And they've got a couple of, they've got Southampton to come and Manchester United in the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. He's got to keep spirit tight. He's got to make sure that he keeps on top. And a bit like maybe Ollie said, I don't, it wasn't a day to come out and be critical. Oh, my front lads let me down. Oh, my front lads didn't score though. He was very almost complimentary of his team and just said, you know, some days in this league you have to accept a, a point when you've done all the right things. And, and I thought it was really top-class management by Jurgen Klopp. I got a bit of experience about knowing what to do with your players. And if I'm in a player in that dressing room, I'm thinking, God, the boss is with us. He's, he's, one, of our, he's, he's one of us. And, and in particular, last point for me, in particular over the Christmas period, these players are asked to do silly things. Silly mm. Play ninety minutes and then go to bed and come. come. Yeah, yeah. Then it's two days. I mean, it's, it's it is ridiculous. So, especially if you play like Liverpool with that intensity and energy, right? right. So to keep that up all the time. Before we move on, we, I just want to give it a little word to to Newcastle because I thought of the outstanding as I say, Caldolo in goal, the three centre backs, wing backs, Yedlin and Richie all played their part. Mm-hmm. But I know you want to pick your under underappreciated performer of the week. Uh, a certain Mr. Carl Darlow in the Newcastle goal with Dubravka back. Um, an outstanding performance. Yeah, Carl Darlow, underappreciated performer of the week for me. Um, one, you know, Dubravka's breathing down his neck now. He's back. Yeah. The, the main man's back. Even though yeah. Darlow played well, the main man's back. So what are you going to do? Um, I'm only going to perform heroically against the best team in the league. And, and I do. Yeah. You got a result. And you saw the yeah. faces of the Newcastle players after the game. In order to pull off that result, Everything needs to go your way. And when I say everything, I also include on those days when you play the biggest teams in the league, your goalkeeper must have himself the a career day. And this is a guy who hasn't kept many clean sheets uh, recently. Yeah. And so the fact going into this game, they wouldn't have thought they'll keep a clean sheet. He kept a clean sheet. And I tell you what, it wasn't because Liverpool missing the target. He made some top, top saves. Yeah, good shout there. Cole Darlow, uh, underappreciated performer of the week. Mr. Tim Howard in what was, I thought, a really good defensive performance by uh, Steve Bruce's man, who certainly deserved some from the game. Let's move it on to um, Chelsea, because things not going quite as, as Frank would like. Chelsea won, Villa won. Chelsea get themselves ahead, but Villa come back in the second half and have one or two good chances maybe to win the game themselves. How do we sort of see Frank sort of continuing struggles? And, and, and do you feel they sit sixth in the table all of a sudden? A little bit of a, a gap at 26 points. Um where, where do you see Frank in this team? Is there still some working out to be? I kind of got the feeling, and, and I said this on a last few podcasts, there's a bit of a square pegs and round holes for me, sort of fitting things in that don't always naturally 
mm. rework and and he might just have to work out what what's his way. I know Robbie Musto likes to think that he talked about maybe could they go with a front two with a Werner and a, a Tammy Abrams and change the shape a little bit. Mm. I'm a little bit low to that because I'm not sure we'll get the best out of everybody and they'll have enough in midfield. Mm. But where do you see Frank's problems in Chelsea and where do you, where do you see them going forward? The biggest problem he has is that Havertz and Werner haven't turned up. Mm. Yeah, yeah. A month or two, maybe. Yeah. You know, that's that's. There's a getting used to the league, Tim. Again, you'll know this coming in. There's that period, and 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 you know, do we have to give people a little bit of time? But but I know what you mean. I I think we both we've all expected a little bit more from players mm-hmm. when you of that value when you've seen them in Europe when you know what they can do, and it's not really <clears throat> happened for them in the blue of Chelsea. No, I, I, look, I think you absolutely have to uh, you know have a betting in period when you when you're. Mm-hmm. A foreign player, but not not so much with these two. They, you know, they play the big clubs in Europe. They play the European competition. They're playing for the national teams. These are guys who they, you know, they they're right up and ready for for the Premier League, or certainly should have been. They don't seem they don't seem at it for me. They're you know, again, their goal returns and assists have just been so far down. Even though I, Werner started off pretty well. Um, I worry. I are, they worry. Playing in their, are they playing in their best spot? Are they? You know, it's team. For me, is Timo Werner a centre forward? Because if he is, play him at centre forward, and then we can judge him. Is is, is Kai Havertz a number ten really? Because I I certainly don't think he, he he's a right sided player. And, well, and it's hard to judge how good he is really. Well, Havertz is a is a is a number ten. He's a he's a yeah. nice, pretty footballer in the hole as a number ten. There's no team or Premier or in yeah. the Premier League or coach that can play that way in the Premier League. Everybody, yeah. it's yeah. all hands on deck. There are no, yeah. you know, there are no passengers in the Premier League, and so, you know, a lot of that responsibility falls on Kai Havertz, right? Like, yeah. hey, you can't just cater the system to you. Okay, you're 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 supposed to be a world class footballer. If that means you tuck in off the right a little bit, figure yeah. it out, figure yeah. out the pace. Mm. Um, and so he hasn't quite done that. And, and I know people say he's young and all that. It's it's for me, he needs to he needs to pick more responsibility. Look, Werner, is he an out and out striker? Maybe you play him up there on his own as a number nine, but I don't know if you necessarily still he his attributes are he's going to run run the line, he's going to get yeah. half spaces, he's gonna make mm. it uncomfortable. He can also do that and shown he's done that from the left hand side. And so yeah. you know, the problem with playing him up on his own is that the Premier League, even if you're Chelsea, the ball has to go back to front sometimes. And yeah, and yeah. Stick. yeah. He's not the player who's gonna take it on his mm. chest, flick it on and make it stick. Yeah, I just wonder if he could be the Jamie Vardy type, if they could get bodies around him and make it work. And it's interesting because while Werner's often played on the left-hand side, and I think it's blocked the hole for Christian Pulisic, who when he plays there, we're starting Mm. to see more of the Pulisic that we saw at the end of last season, who can be a really important member of this Chelsea squad. Yeah, well, I think you make an interesting point. With Frank, even though you said round, round pegs, that's true. Excuse me, square pegs, round holes. Yeah. True. What I think Frank needs to do, and Kristen Pulisic is a perfect example of this, get the guys who you know definitely fit and put, yeah. those, put them in the right position. Yeah, 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 right yeah. Position. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely yeah. plays yeah. off. Left-hand side, in the pocket, in the hole. He's impossible to mark. When he gets it, he can ride tackles. Yeah. That's a must. So if you don't know who your number nine is or your false ten or whatever, yeah. you got to get Christian 
in that position as often as possible because what he's shown is when he's on the pitch for Chelsea, he has not and will yeah. not him down. He's a star yeah. performer. He's a difference maker. He can, can change the game. And, and certainly, um, Hakim Ziyech's another miss, I think. Um, yeah. I think they've missed his experience, ability to come off the line and knit things together. I think there'll be a better team when he has. But still a little bit of sorting out for Frank to do. And obviously, he's got to continue to do that and be winning and stay t- near the top of the table. So, an interesting time for now. I'm just going to give a little bit of love to Aston Villa as well. Dean Smith's men stayed up by the skin of their teeth when I think it was a draw at West Ham and they were at the London Stadium waiting for a couple of the results to come. And I remember seeing the scenes and then they were told they were staying up and they jumped up. And from that moment, this team have moved forward. There's been good acquisitions. Martinelli in goal, Matty Cash at fullback, Ollie Watkins up front, El Ghazi and Traore, uh, both, si- both sides of Jack Grealish. Ross Barkley's come in and, and brought something to the football club mm-hmm. and... They deserve a lot of credit. I, I, I get the sense of Villa. There's, there's, a, there's a team now with ambition. They're playing progressively. They want to get on the ball. They're, they're happy to, to, to contest possession with you. And then like some McGinn and Louise, they've got clever footballers who can go two-way. They'll do their work, but they can get on the ball and make things happen. And I'm just going to give my underappreciated player of the week to a man who doesn't get the headlines at all. So Matty Cash is coming brilliantly, doing a good job at fullback. And, and Tyron Mings is, is the main centre-half. But Esri Conser, my friend, has been very quietly going about his business under the radar, scoring goals, yeah. defending against top strikers, stopping goals, going in goal. Has been a, built a really good partnership with, with, with Mings in, in, in its centre-back. And he's one of those players who People won't notice a lot of Tim, but if you were playing behind him, you'd certainly understand his value. I like his ability. He's a no-nonsense defender. Mm. When, when he's asked to pass the ball, he gets it on the floor and can play a good pass. And yeah. as I said, popping up at the right times and being an absolute nuisance on attacking set pieces, mm. he's exactly what you want. I, I, I couldn't, couldn't agree more. And he's just one of those players, I think, working under the tutelage of, of Dean Smith, who, who can improve, who can get better. And I saw one or two reports, actually, um, in, in a couple of press articles this week, where one or two are saying if he continues his form, Gal Southgate might just start mm. take a look at him. You know, he, he's that kind with, with the Michael Keynes and Tarkovskis and those kind of players. So, right. as we concerns, uh, yeah, just want to keep your eye on him, who quietly goes about his business for, for Aston Villa. Uh, and I think Villa Manchester United is coming up ne- ne- next uh, match round, which is going to be a really interesting game for two teams in in good form. Let's move our conversation on to Arsenal because all of a sudden things are looking a little bit brighter for Mikel Arteta. The three-one win against Chelsea was huge. The one-nil win against Brighton away is just as huge. Back-to-back mm-hmm. wins. Lacazette get, gets a goal later stages of the game, and all of a sudden. Mikel Arteta is starting to feel a little bit better about himself. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's an amazing case study in how if you lower people's expectations far <laughs> enough, <laughs> then you absolutely look like a genius because, let's, <laughs> let's face it, really good win against Chelsea. Absolutely. Mm. That, it's what Arsenal fans have deserved all season. Mm. They nick a win against Brighton, but I, they're sitting 13th place, and I, and I wonder. Yeah. I wondered to myself, like, what does this look like come come the end of the season? Like, what what does this look like? Are we going to be patting them on the back to say, I tell you what, guys, well done, you finished eighth? Mm. This, you know, this Arsenal team. But, but, is, but isn't, it, isn't this season now part of the learning for the manager, part of 
deciding, making decisions on the players, getting himself in a position to start next season with maybe some new additions coming in, you'd like to think, with some players leaving and freshening things up, and with some of the young players who have got 15 or 20 more Premier League games, maybe some important games under their belt. Mm. I just feel as though it's not a free hit, but it's an important period for Mikel Arteta to set the platform for what he wants to do at the football club. I think it is a free hit. I think I think basically what what oh, I yeah. what I take. Well, I, I I wouldn't. I'm just I'm, I'm saying. Where, where, where would he have to finish to be in trouble? If he was finish, if he was, I think he's in fourteen, fifteen. And would he, would he be in trouble, or, or, is, or is he is he in, on safe ground relatively? I don't think he's in trouble. I just I, I'm asking the question. I, I I know a few. I know a few. Arsenal fans intimately, and I and I, and yeah. I, if I said to them, "This seems like a free hit. This is a bit of a throwaway." Yeah. And really, it is. We're, we're we're past Christmas, right? So we're going to go very quickly onto the back yeah. back side of the season. And, mm. and what? what what like what are we what are we talking about at Arsenal Football Club that they beat Brighton one one nil, so they're on the up and up? They had a good win against Chelsea. I, I just what does do I think Mikel Arteta is going to get sacked? No. Do I think he should? Yeah. No. Uh, no. You talk about identification. Okay, it's not hard. I can, you know, I'm not on the Arsenal board, but I can certainly tell you there's a number of players that aren't good enough for Arsenal Football Club, and you need to get yeah. new players in. But that's yeah. Mikel. Mikel doesn't need another half a season to figure that out. He's got that sorted. So what? It, what happens? To yeah, Arsenal? but it's not that easy, is it? You, you've no. still got Mesut Özil on 250 grand a week, who's got six <laughs> months left. You, you've got the Luizis. If, you, if, if they're not for you, you've got the Mustafis. You've got the Kalasinac. You've got a number of players who you've got some great young talent that you've got to be careful. You don't overplay too early. Don't burden them too much. Give them the right amount of games. Let them, them develop. Emil Smith-Rowe. Bakayo Saka is an absolute gem, by the way. Yeah. In 19 years of age, you play this kid. You can play this kid in goal and he play well. Yeah, yeah. He plays right side. He plays left side. He plays yeah. centre forward. He plays wing back. And is, and is their best player. I mean, the people who are picking up their big salaries... At Arsenal, must 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 look at him and just say thank you every week because mm. he at times it, this young kid puts that team on his back and yeah. he drives them forward as he did against Brighton was the best player but by a distance got a little bit of an injury in the end and I'm hoping it, it's nothing that keeps him out too long but the, I just sense that that this this is for Mikel to to sort out that they filter out what he wants and what he doesn't want. There's a nice combination of youth and experience coming at this football club that that could be something that, that you could really build on. They've got, you know, there's many teams who, who don't have many players through the academy or don't give them the, the chances. At, at Arsenal, there's the three or four there who brought through the team properly with the right good old pros, experienced heads, people, good influences around them. I just feel that there's they, something better around the corner for Arsenal. So, hey, listen, I, I'm, I'm hearing what you're saying. And what you're mm. saying is if, if we're reading this right, that the board and the decision makers along with Mikel Arteta have basically said we've got excess baggage in abundance yeah. we've got to yeah. get rid of them we can't do it now so that's to mm-hmm. come bring yeah. some of these young lads through yeah. in the right way all that being said is I'm then going to have to go tell my Arsenal friends that yeah. this year is simply it's a, it's a, it's a training ground type of year this is an experiment yeah. Yeah, and they're not going. Nobody who supports Arsenal is going to be happy hearing that. But I think that's right. I think they're they'll be nowhere. They'll be nowhere near where they need to be because they're not good enough. 
and maybe maybe they clear some out, clear some of the, the dead wood out, and bring some fresh faces in along with the youth next year, and can push on. The persuasive Lord Timothy Howard, I'm sure, can can persuade his his Arsenal fans. Let's give Mikel Arteta a year, and let's come back and have a look at it this time next year. No, no, and, no. and I'm sure that they're going to be in better shape. Listen, mate, we're, we're, we're going to wrap up. There was uh, just on a couple of the other results. Burnley got a 1-0 against Sheffield United. Sheffield United now it's 14 straight defeats for them. And we had a couple of players, apparently, who, who were, were close to uh, being positive COVID tests and all that. So not much going right for, for Chris Wilder. West Bromwich Albion nil leads five. Sam Allardyce, unfortunately, with his team, couldn't quite get it done this time around. An own goal early on from Roman Sawyers and set them on the way. And the Elsa's sort of attacking threat and, and potent possession was just too much for Sam. And maybe it's a little learning for Sam that, you know, sometimes you might have to have a plan B when, you know, you go a goal or so behind. Obviously, the Liverpool was a great result, but it's not always going to be that way. Uh, Southampton, no, West Ham, no point of peace for both them, ta- them sides. Ralph Hassan, he was uh, at self-isolating, wasn't it, at the game? So a decent point for them. Crystal Palace won, Leicester won in, in that game. Just before we move on, mate, I just want to get your sort of thoughts on the six months we've had with uh, Angelotti this season. Then Everton team sit fourth in the table at the moment in, in, in good shape. Only four points behind Liverpool. Um, game in hand. How, how are you feeling about Angelotti, how are you feeling about Everton? Can they stay in the top six picture in the second half of the season? I think I think Everton will stay in the top six picture, uh, undoubtedly. You know, they, they haven't had Hamas for for a while, or it's yeah. a while for, from an Everton standpoint. Um, Sigerson's done a, a really good de- job, actually, deputizing there um, as yeah. a general in midfield. They have been up and down, and yet they still sit fourth. And had a, had this brilliant blistering start, um, had a real blip in there for about four games, and then have and yeah. good and, and you know won the matches and picked up the points when they needed to, even if it was scrappy. So I think I think more is to come from Everton. Um, again, do I think do I think that they can um, you know go on and win every match? No, because there is yeah. the ups and downs. That Everton yeah. is a team. And have always been so. So this doesn't matter. But it's they've always been a team that need their best players on the pitch. They they can't yeah. really survive uh, having too many injuries. And look, they, they you know Dominic Calvert Lewin has carried the squad, and so they, yeah. they they need him to continue. They must go. It doesn't have to be as as hot as he's been scoring every weekend, but he certainly needs to continue to get one every three uh, games and, and keep keep that pace up because um, it's going to be. There's some teams that are just just nipping in there and picking up points, and obviously Leicester's been tough, and Southampton, even though they've fallen away, yeah. they're still, you know, they're still a good team, and we'll be we'll be asking questions. So, uh, t- you know, tough task for Everton. Really interesting game Friday, January the first, twelve thirty on NBCSN. Everton versus West Ham United, the David Moyes derby. You know much about that guy? What? What will he be, will he be going there and, and wanting to do against Everton? Is, 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 he, is he the kind of guy who's desperate? Would he, would he let his players know about this is where he used to be? Uh, no, he, you know, he won't. I, I think David Moyes is a proud man. And so, you know, quite frankly, I think he has his he has his West Ham team playing really good football. Uh, yeah. you know, players, uh, Jared Bowen has been absolutely fantastic yeah. for them Same, this, yeah. this this season. And, um, you know, I think, I think Antonio Antonio's coming back. I think he was on the bench yeah. and, and played some minutes. So yeah. they, need to get, they, they need to get 
get him fit, you know, because that yeah. came back quickly um, a few weeks ago. That didn't work out. He clearly mm. fully fit. They need to get him fit because I tell you what, he is a massive asset to that club. And yeah. I and I think that David Moyes will go there and, and just tell West Ham, look, play play our football. You know, their football is yeah. shot. It's, it's it's beyond good enough to win games in this league, even against the top teams. And so, um, you know, he'll 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 feel and he'll let his players know that he thinks they're on par with everything football club, no doubt. Yeah, that's a good game. Looking forward to that one. New Year's Day, twelve thirty Eastern Time on NBCSN, and then that's followed by Manchester United Villa. It's a three PM kickoff, so another great game. Uh, lots of good viewing on January the first. So make sure you're there New Year's Day. So that's it for this week, Match Week 16. We've got that in the bag, no doubt. Manchester United with the big winners jumping to second in the Premier League table, even if some people are still giving them a bit of criticism, Tim Howard. But it's Liverpool who top the table at the turn of the year. We'll be back at the start of 2021. If we head to a new year and match day 17, we've talked about it. Manchester United play Villa, Everton play West Ham, Spurs host Leeds, and Chelsea versus Manchester City. It's kind of important for Frank and for Pep. But for now, have a fabulous new year. And as ever, thanks for watching and listening. Stay safe and stay healthy. It's a good night from me. And it's a good night from Tim. Good night. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.